0: This is LifeCast bringing you the G220 Effect. I am Steve.
1: And I'm Denai,
0: And we're here in this place. I just wanted to add, I love my wife and I thank God for her.
1: And I love my husband and I'm grateful for him too. He likes to do these things where he puts me on the spot, even (laughs) on the microphone where you guys can't see me. I'm super uh, blushing right now. It's (laughs) awesome to
0: see her (laughs) blush and smile. She has this, this thing. And it, it works with me.
1: Hallelujah. <laughs>
0: but the topic of the matter is a growing relationship. Hey. This
1: growing relationship we've been talking about. So we got acquainted with God, the Godhead. So we got acquainted with who the Father is, who the Son is, and who the Holy Spirit is. And mm. now we're talking about why does your heart matter in this growing relationship?
0: Mm, when I think about the heart, I think about three things. So maybe I will just say two. You know, I think about an engine. And how an engine pumps and pumps. And when it goes, the car is done. Or whatever you have an engine in, is done. The same thing with the heart. The heart pumps, pumps, pumps. And when the heart is through, there's no life to whoever it's given life to. As same as the engine. Ain't that something?
1: Yeah. The heart is a very important organ. We know that it pumps to and from. But as long as it stops pumping, like Steve said, it's over. There's no no longer life, and why is the heart so important? I, I think in the Word of God, the the word heart is mentioned so many times.
0: Yeah, and the, this heart is it's a catalyst for everything. It's a catalyst for our relationship with God, with people. It's it's a catalyst just for just the whole living this life. Amen.
1: So let's just go into Proverbs four twenty three and just see what it says about. The heart. So in Proverbs 4.23, says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So this is just a reminder that everything con- pertaining to life, being, our being, is 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 in direct relation to the condition of our heart.
0: Wow. So you mean to tell me my heart is conditioned by everything I've seen, everything I've been through.
1: Yes, it is. Actually, let's let's just go into like Genesis three. So we're going to start off at the beginning and just talk about like what happened to the heart of man. So here we are. We talked about in, in the last few episodes, we're talking about our growing relationship and the fall of man happening. So in Genesis three, we see Adam and Eve taking part in eating the fruit of the tree of good and of the knowledge of good and evil. As they do that, they become aware of themselves. So they became self-conscious, right? They became conscious. Yeah, they became conscious and more aware of who they were. They went and uh, sowed some fig, fig leaves and Man. hid their parts.
0: Man, they put on some leaves. <laughs> they wearing figs. Get out of here.
1: They hid their parts. And after they did that, they hid from God. So there's a lot that's going on there. These were people that were made in God's image and likeness and now all of a sudden they're hiding, there's shame, there's guilt, there's fear, there's all these things that are happening. So what what happened for them to get to
0: that place? And you know, you know what? When they hid, it, it was like a sense of rejection too, because I think about that how God is now going to reject me because I did opposite of what he told me to do. Without even just coming to him like Lord, I messed up. They just went and hid and with some leaves on that really ain't gonna cover them up. <laughs> You know, so it, it 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 makes sense because it's like this is some of the problems and issues that we do when we when we like as a kid growing up. You remember this when you got in trouble with your parent and you didn't want to tell them because you like if I tell them it's gonna be worse, but it's gonna be worse when you don't tell them. So it it it's crazy to think that we would do things like this the same as Adam and Eve. They hid, they hid because it was the fear rejection the fear of um, that uh, I messed up. And it was pride also because now I don't want to tell him, but even though God already saw it, I don't want to tell him what happened.
1: Let me take care of this problem myself and get some fig leaves and cover (laughs) myself up and go hide behind this tree. (laughs) So we just see that even what we think of is is not even healthy because we see there's a scripture in Jeremiah that then talks about what the heart is at that time. And we're looking into the old Testament. So what is God saying about the heart at this, at this point in time,
0: at this particular time, God is saying the heart is desperately wicked above all things. And who can know it?
1: What, what scripture is that? Jeremiah, Jeremiah
0: 17 and nine.
1: It's desperately wicked. So at, at this time we see that this sin just opened up this like, I hate to say it like this, but like a Pandora's box. Like there was so much more that came as a result of our disobedience. And now our heart is, we're conscious of myself. Oh, I can do it myself. I can take care of myself. I feel rejected. There's shame. There's uh, hopelessness. There's all these things just came out and as you know, a
0: result. And you know, the one thing is funny because it's like you're you looking for a way out of it. You're looking for a way of escape from the situation. So it it's funny because... Like you said, they hid with fig leaves so he wouldn't find them. So what happens if God did never find them? They had their way out. They made it out of whatever the issue it was. But here's God. He's like, man, Adam, I've seen you already. I already know what you done did. Just tell me what happened. And he's like, Adam's like, uh, I hid because I was naked man how you know he was naked who
1: told you you were naked <laughs> who
0: told you were you were naked man
1: this is stuff that he never knew imagine being made in his image and likeness and i think about what good is we talk about how god is good everything that flows out of the heart of adam at this point is just good i mean he he's joy he's joy he's peace he's all these creative things he's naming animals he's He's walking in everything that's good. His heart is pumping good at this point. Yeah. He's unaware of anything else.
0: He's even long suffering because he got to tilt his ground and, you know, he's got to put some some work into it. So he's like, well, I get some rest in the end. You know, I get the rest at the end of my labor. So that I mean, that's suffering, you know, because he's putting work to it. So it's not the suffering that we think of when, oh, woe is me. Oh, woe is that. But it's it's I mean, it's part of it.
1: And he's doing all these things that are are good. And then he becomes conscious and now he knows evil and evil now takes, I mean, it just goes on. We talk, we're going to talk a little later about like compound hurt and what happens. But when we talk about um, the heart, we know that. Out of it flows the issues of life. So it's important for the, the condition of your heart to be healthy. And there's a scripture in Ezekiel that we just want to read to you guys. It's
0: Ezekiel 36 and 26, and it speaks as, A new heart also I will give you, and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh.
1: Hallelujah. So he's going to give us a heart of flesh. He said the heart is desperately wicked, but here's the promise. Hey, I'm going to give you a heart of flesh because all this sin, all this icky stuff, all the bad, right? That we talked about rejection and shame and guilt and fear. All of these things are going to callous your heart and your heart is going to become like stone, like how we see a scar when something is hurt, right? A scar forms and that that part is calloused and it's got the scar tissue and there's there's really not a lot of life going on in that area so he's saying I'm going to turn that into a heart of flesh whereby you can now flow in that goodness that that promise I have for you and all my attributes and characteristics that I made you in
0: yeah that's that's awesome because when you think about it too I, I just looked at the scripture and I think about how that stony part, like you said, the scab. The scab becomes hard, and it becomes to that point. But what happens when that scab gets to the end, and then it comes off? So now you, now your your skin is free from this scab, which that heart of flesh means that now I'm free. I'm free from the stones. I'm free from my pride. Now I'm free to just give it all unto you, Lord. Now here I am. Here I am. I'm, it's no more selfishness than me. Now, what you want me to do? Now it's the direct relationship. where we talked about the growing relationship. Now we're in that place where a relationship can be formed.
1: Amen. And and now God wants to help us. And it says in Proverbs, we're going to hang out in Proverbs a little bit. But these are these are awesome words because we see in Proverbs three it says, "My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart, let thine heart keep my commandments, for length of days and long life and peace shall." shall they add to thee let not mercy and truth forsake thee bind them about thy neck write them upon the tablet of thine heart so that thou shall find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths so here we see the heart being mentioned a few times and and as as the heart is being mentioned, it's talking about, hey, the heart is like a reservoir of all these things. So don't lean to your understanding because we, we saw in Jeremiah, our heart is desperately wicked. It's like stone in Ezekiel until it's made into flesh. So there's not going to be any life flowing out of that at that yeah. point. But if you now take heed of God's word and you trust God, then things good things will flow out of it. But before we even get to that, we want to talk about where is that initial hurt that causes that scar, that causes that um, that that scar tissue and the scab to, to form? Because we see that men fell and then they started hiding themselves. So shame, guilt, all those things started scarring their heart yeah. and they couldn't just be in communion with God. Instead, now they were afraid. They went and, and hid. They had so much shame. So yeah. what causes that?
0: So it, it, it makes you think about like that first time or that, that initial hurt where you first the first time you got hurt or the first time you felt rejection. So I give an example. I just give an example of myself when I was a kid. So I remember it was a, it was a time where um, I wanted a new bike. And, you know, I had that first bike I had. It had the brick tires. I don't know if anybody remember that. The brick tires with the training wheels and it didn't go that fast. It just was a good bike to help train train you for no training wheels. And so here it is. This bike has got old. And so I'm like, Mom, I, n- I want a new bike. And she's like, okay, get good grades in school. So I got good grades. So she said, uh, the summertime, I'll get your bike. So here it is. The summertime came. I didn't get my bike. So I'm like, Mom, where's my bike? And she's like, hey, I'll get it Christmas time. So I'm like, hey, yes, I guess I'm going to get it Christmas time. So I'm, I know to get good grades. I know to do all these good things. So Christmas time come around, I look under the tree. There's no bike. It looked downstairs. There's no bike. I'm like, oh, maybe she forgot. Let me ask her again. Hey mom, are you gonna get my bike? She's like, no, I didn't get your bike. Okay. So I'm like, okay. At this point in time, now it's beginning to be trust. So can I trust my mom's word? So I ask her again. Hey mom, my birthday's coming up. Now I ain't gonna get you a bike for your birthday, but I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get you a bike in March. So here's March. So I'm waning, I'm counting the days, all this stuff until March. March comes about, the weather breaks, it looks good outside. I'm like, hey, where's my bike? No bike. So initially what's happening here is becoming trust issues, and trust issues lead to what? Hurt. It leads to pain. And so here here I am now, self-consciously aware And not consciously aware of what my mom might be going through, what she might be understanding. I'm not even thinking about that because here it is. I'm thinking about this bike and how I'm about to ride this bike all summer. But, you know, at this point in time, this age, I couldn't even ride in the street. So what was the point? But um, I'm, I'm waiting for this bike.
1: And it's about you. It's me, 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 me. Selfishness came about too. So selfishness, it's it's I'm seeing me. I want my bike. It's my hurt. It's my pain. I don't trust. I it's not seeing the other side where love sees good out of people it never fails as the bible says it's 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 never self-seeking it's not boastful it's not any of those things which is what god's characteristic is he is love so if if we're not walking in that and we're so focused on me 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 the intention of the heart can be wicked so me what i can conjure up in my me can be really destructive and that's why god is saying Trust me so that I can show you what love is so you can walk in that.
0: Yes. yes.
1: And I think for me, my initial hurt came from um, also a young age. And I know that we see that pattern. A lot of these hurts come from you as being as a, as a child and you're starting to really get a little bit of understanding and things happen. Some things violate your, your innocence and, all of a sudden you're seeing life so differently than you should. And for me as a child, I remember just feeling very low about myself because I'll go around my cousins and things like that. And they always had, and I didn't have Uh, my, my parents didn't have what to give me what they had. So when I'll go around them, the little mini words like, Oh, when are you going home? Oh no, you can't use my bike and they're fighting over who's going to let me borrow their bike because I didn't have one. <laughs> you know, those things became that initial hurt for me. What it did it now build into? It built into low self-esteem. So now I have this low self-esteem about myself. I don't feel good about myself. I feel like I don't have and others have. OK, so I'm seeing that and I get older and certain things happen in my life. It takes me back to that memory, that initial hurt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not anybody I'm 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 never going to become anything I'm the lowest on the earth and I believed that lie as a child and that lie was so much hurt in me that was that initial that hurt me and then that lie became my truth I'm now really living this even into my adulthood I'm going into a room full of people and I see myself as the lowest in that whole room and I begin to cry even having courage I had like shyness Because of that, I was so shy. I didn't want to be around people. Oh, who cares about me? I want to hide in the back of the room and never speak. Well, how many of us know that God doesn't want us to be in the back of the room? He wants us to be salt and light in this earth. So, even as a born again, I still was suffering with these things. And I would always say, God, why is it that when I have to be around people and I have to be placed in a position where I'm in the forefront, I hate it. I don't like it. I feel very lowly about myself. I don't even think I'm good enough. I'm not good enough with the way I speak or the way I dress with the way I am. So it just built up this low self-esteem.
0: And you know what? That makes me think about how David always in, the book of psalms when you read it you can read through the book of psalms and you hear david talking he's spewing his heart and he always says and you get to a certain stanza or you get to the heart of the issue he said lord search my heart oh god he always says search my heart you Mm -hmm. know and it's because in your heart you have the capacity to block stuff out you have the capacity to will yourself because of certain things and say you know what because of this, it's my it becomes your driving force. It becomes the animal that that's chasing you. And it keeps you running from the issue, the real issue. And so it becomes that force, that that driving force that either make you successful or makes you hide, makes you not be successful and be some lay dormant and become something you're not.
1: Yeah, and at this point, I was becoming something that God never created. God never created an, an a shy person who didn't want to go in the forefront and share the good news of Jesus Christ. He didn't create that, but I created that, and that was what was flowing out of me. So as a result, I I said no to engagements that were offered to me. I said, and engagements I mean by like speaking engagements or anything where I had to be in the forefront. I didn't want anything to do with it. And guess what? That was bondage to me. That wasn't life giving at all. Here I am. I'm stuck somewhere. And and now the, that hurt is creating more hurt because I see myself lowly. I'm surrounding myself sometimes with people that are not the best people for me because, hey, they get the forefront and I get to sit in the back, you know, or um, things like my peers are succeeding in life. And because I decided to be dormant in my life, I'm not succeeding, and I'm not being bold about the things that I need to be bold about and courageous about in life. So there, there's no good fruit that's being produced out of this hurt.
0: So what? So it 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 gets you to look at it and see. So now I have this initial hurt. So what's happening to the hurt now? It's it's being compounded by many different other things. So and it, and it's be, it's becoming po- compounded by life itself. Life things that's happening. Life stuff that's going on. And so you we continue to compound hurt from the initial hurt with pride, maybe, or with uh, rejection and different things. And so now the first hurt is hard to even find because you got so many, you got so much baggage and so much stuff you digging through. And so you can't even seem to find it because you got this on top of this on top of that on top of that. It's like stacking books and you're looking for this one book. But you got so many books stacked on top of it. You said, say, forget it. I'll just search for it later. I'll get it tomorrow. And you push it aside.
1: Now, what started out as I'm not good enough now ends up nothing good ever happens to me. Oh, my. So now I don't even want to do anything because nothing good comes out of anything that I do. Why? Because I'm, I haven't put any energy into it. I haven't put any word or faith into it. By energy, I just mean faith. I haven't put any of that in it because I'm so timid. Yet God says, i have not giving you a spirit of timidity, but that of power, love, and sound mind." So I was operating under the opposite of what God, who God says I am.
0: Amen, amen. And um, so that fear that comes from not wanting to let go. So this hurt becomes so powerful that, like I said, it becomes your driving force. You don't even want to let it go because this is the things that this is the thing that you are comfortable with. So God calls us out of our comfort zone. So he the Bible says he calls us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So if he's calling us into light, so this initial hurt is the place where pain resides. It's the place where that that pain first and that that pain first was there and it grew. And it grew and became something bigger than what it actually is. And so how do we cope with that? How how do how do we deal with something we haven't dealt with? How do we do that? So
1: there's a great promise. There is such a great promise. And we thank God for his awesome promises. We go into Hebrews. So if we if you have your Bible, we'd like for you to just join us in just opening the Bible, getting familiar with it, touching it, feeling it. I mean, this is this is life. So Hebrews 4. Uh, We'll start from verse 12, 12 and 13 is what we're going to read. It says for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So the word of God here is 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 quick and alive and it actually goes through your heart and divides it and sees those things that are in there so that. As you give them to God and you find the word to replace all those things, you begin to see, oh, wow, that's where the hurt was. Oh, wow, that's where and that's how I got to understand it, because I would read the word of God and it would say, God loves me. OK, but I didn't really get that until I saw how much I didn't look at myself highly. It really hindered me from seeing how much God loved me. God never meant for me to be hidden. God loved me and created me. It says in his word that he He knows the very hairs on my head. Like he He created me in his image and likeness. When I begin to know that truth, guess what? I should not feel low about myself. I should feel great about myself.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, you know, what's funny because when you just said that, it made me think about how, I don't know if you people out here have ever been angry and not dealt with the anger and then... And then blew up on somebody else. And you're like, wow, why did I do that? Because you didn't deal with it the first time. And so it stayed there, stayed there. And then you gave it to somebody else who didn't deserve it. Or you didn't deal with it and give it to God. Instead of you just talking it out the first time it happened, you kept it. You kept it. You kept it. And eventually your capacity was too full until you just, it had to come out. Out of the heart, right? Yes. Out of the heart, the the mouth speaks. So that's what happened in that process, you know. Your capacity was so full, then he's like, boom, like a bomb. It blew up. Here it is. It's all out there. Wrong person, though. You should have just gave it to God when you had the opportunity, or you should have just let the person know exactly how you felt the first time. You know, it's a way you can say it and not be offensive, you know. so
1: Yes, and God wants us to live out of if the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks, then our heart should be filled with who God is. And out of that, then we'll see that the issues of our life also will flow out of God's heart, yeah. out of his love, his kindness, his meekness, all of those things that he is that will flow right out of us.
0: And you know what's funny about that, tonight? Because I, I think about it how it's almost like people are, we tend to live in the past our hurt. We can't we tend to stop living. You know, when you when you have that hurt, you tend to stop living and you you tend to just be, okay, I got hurt right here. So I'm never gonna let this hurt happen again. And so you just stop living because you're always looking and seeing if somebody's gonna hurt you that same way. When the promises of God is saying, Hey, my my mercies are new every day, you know, and my compassion is 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 for you every day. My joy is for you. And here you are, constantly living, trying not to be hurt. So you took it in your own power, and said, "I will never be hurt right here again." You know, when we start using words like "never," we start using words like "I won't," we start using "I can't," we start saying "I will not." Those words always leaves us; it leaves us limited. Where God is trying to give us freedom.
1: That's us now leaning onto our own understanding and not trusting God. Trust. We have to trust God because what happened is we became so aware of ourselves, we became conscious. Now it's me, me, me. I'm my own God and I'm gonna figure out all these things on my own. Yet God wants wants to be the source of everything that we are. Our breath was given by Him and He wants us to flow out of Him and not us because we're so limited. We're so limited. Yeah, so what if I say I'll do me? So what if I say I'm gonna put this divider? It's just only going to lead me in bondage but yeah. god came to set us free through his son and if we trust him and we we say lord i don't know where my initial hurt is but your word says this and i and i hold dear what your word says help me to to search my heart because your word says you know my heart you know my heart you made me so where is it that i got hurt where is it that i started drawing those boundaries where is it that i became so dormant and 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 not aggressive in my life and took the passive route? Where is it that I started being so mean? Because I've heard people say I'm mean, you know, some people are just genuinely not nice people. And they, they live there because that's where I am. Where is it that I see these same cycles repeating in my life? Where is it, Lord? And when we when we say that prayer, because he wants to be in relationship with us, He'll help us to see it through his Holy Spirit. All of a sudden you get convictions when you start to do something. No, no, that's not how I intend to do it. I want you to do it this way. This is the better way. And then you see yourself being set free and walking in freedom.
0: Amen. Amen. And that's
1: where God wants us to be in this relationship, not being bound by our pain and hurt and the scars in our lives that cause our hearts to be so stony. But he wants us to live in a place where our heart is a flesh, that we are just overflowing with joy, that everything that's, that's being pumped out of our heart is good. So we just want to encourage everyone out there listening that God wants you well. He wants your heart. Well, he when he gave his son, he gave him so that you could be made whole, nothing left, nothing bleeding, nothing that's stony, everything flesh and flowing his life. And so Just go to him and seek him for, Lord, I want my heart to be healed and I want to be made whole.
0: And, you know, my prayer for you today is, is that you find that place where you were hurt initially. And when you find that place, when you're initially hurt, give it to God. You know, it may not happen overnight. It may not happen in two days. It may not happen on the third day like Jesus rose. But we know when you find that hurt, that you can truly give it up and say, this is not my driving force, that God, you are my driving force. And I truly believe that you can heal every wound, for your word says that you was wounded for me, and you died and rose for me. And so because of that, these hurts that I have are no longer holding me. The chains is off, and now I'm ready to be a creature, a new creature in you.
1: Amen. So, Father, we just thank you for everyone that's listening out there and those that haven't received Christ as their Lord and Savior, the one that came to save them. We just say, Lord, in their hearts, Father God, they know that this is the time. This is the time to give my life to Christ. This is the time to to walk in the fullness of all of this. I believe that Jesus died and he was buried and, and he resurrected in power for me that I could live, that all the gunk and junk in me could be taken out because he took it all from me. I just thank you, Father God, that those whose heart is ready, Father God, that as they receive you, Father, wherever that hurt is, that initial hurt, that initial pain that's now causing the scarring and the stony heart and not allowing the life of God to flow out of them, that Father God, that you'll help them to see help them father god to 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 search and to lean not to their understanding but to trust you to root out all of that so that they, they can fully flow in all that you have for them we thank you lord for everyone listening today and we pray a blessing of just joy peace and your love and the holy spirit
0: this has been g220 and i am steve signing off i'm deny and we're out of here you. Mm-hmm.